0: Hello and welcome to Law Pod. I'm Lee Pantellas, the principal of Bryden's Lawyers. Now today we have two very special guests with us. It is well known that Bryden's Lawyers is, of course, the major sponsor of the West Tigers and has been for some time. And in that capacity, we have developed a relationship with a number of the players, players with whom we have a lot of regard, and players who represent the best of the West Tigers both on and off the paddock. And the two that we have today fit that bill. That is Luke Garner and Rhys Hoffman. Welcome, gentlemen.
1: Thanks for having us, Lee. Thank you.
0: Now, gentlemen, I sit here before you, of course, for the purpose of this podcast, as the principal of Brides Lawyers, but I'm also chairman of the West Tigers. Now, does that create any angst in you? Are you nervous at all sitting opposite the chair or no? Nah? No, nah, not at all. I'm contracted next year still, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not worried. Same goes. Oh, is that right? <laughs> so, okay, well, just let, let's deal with that. Let's get that out, out the way. In my role as chair right over the last 12 months or so, I've been dragged in by Hardigan and Pasco to assist on occasion with recruitment and retention. It's not really my area of forte, but I do what I can. How conscious are the players of contracts? I mean, is, is it really such, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it is because it is your your livelihood isn't it so you're aware of your current contractual arrangements and you're looking forward to extending or the next contract, it. So players are generally aware. It's always something in the back of their minds, is it? Or is it something that you can put out of your head completely?
1: Well, I think it, yeah, it doesn't really sit on your mind while you're at training and while you're playing and whatnot. For me, that, that I've been off contract before and I've definitely thought about it. And you know, it definitely plays on your mind because that is your career. And if, if you don't have much backup, you know, that's, that's your livelihood. That's how you pay your rent and all that. So yeah, I'm sure it probably sits on a few of the boys' minds, but.
0: So yeah. if you're off contract, let's say, when you say off contract, you're in the last year of contract. So it is something that plays on your mind. You think about the security for the future, et cetera. So that 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 does come into play.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like I said before, that's like that's our that's our career. So yeah. you know, if anyone had that that sort of that, that situation sitting on their mind, that you know, this that might be the last year of their job. Mm. Reese. For me, I haven't really been in that situation,
2: so I'm still just trying to enjoy footy and I just leave that stuff to my manager.
0: Oh, well, that's good attitude, because I think a lot of people that might be listening to this podcast wouldn't understand that because they're employed, of course, and they're permanent employees. So their, their jobs are never ending until such time as they're terminated or they leave by choice, whatever the case might be. But it's people that are on a fixed contract, of course, don't, uh, they understand what, what that means, that is that there is only a, a limited tenure of their employment and they're always looking To the future, because you boys are very young. Luke, how are you? I'm
2: 25. 25 Bruce? 19.
0: Very, very young, you know, I mean to actually enter into, you know, contractual arrangements for your playing future. So I think a lot of people who are listening may not fully understand the pressures that are on players as well—they read about all you know these contracts and contract disputes and contract extensions, whatever the case might be. I don't think they necessarily understand sometimes the pressures that the players might even feel themselves.
1: Yeah, well, absolutely, because well, our I guess industry is very, uh, very performance-based. So yeah, you've got to put that. I guess that pressure falls on yourself to perform every game, otherwise, you know, you might not have a team to play for the, the well, year after.
0: We need to have a chat then about performance space because I might have to introduce that into some of the contracts here at Brydon's Lawyers. Who's <laughs> on very the di- well, That's right, very different conversation moving <laughs> on. All right, well, look, putting that aside, okay, welcome, welcome. You know, it, It's a real pleasure for me to have you both because uh, you get to know some of the players over the time. And you hear reports back from, you know, Adam Harding the football manager from Justin Pascoe about the boys that really impress, the boys who are a credit to the club, both on and off the paddock and being being good on the paddock is something that you know, Madge and the coaching staff look after as well. But being good off the paddock is something that the club really looks at and really appreciate. And I can tell you too that your names come up quite often. So this is an opportunity for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. Okay, we'll start with you, Reese. Tell us the Reese Hoffman story.
2: So I grew up in Brisbane. I was born there and played all my footy at Winter Manly Seagulls. So I started playing rugby league, I think, when I was six years old and then played it right through. And a couple of years ago, I wasn't a gun junior. Like, I didn't make all the rep sides when I was young. And then probably two years ago now, I sort of had a breakout year and ended up getting to put on the my own jersey for under-18s and played in a couple of grand finals, which we both lost. And then later that year, I signed with the Tigers and I moved down here 12 months ago now.
0: Okay, so if you get picked for State of Origin, you yeah. play for the Maroon? Yeah, I'm okay. a Queenslander. Now, did we know that before we put you in for this podcast? <laughs> Probably not. Well, you know I'm the major sponsor of the Blues as well. <laughs> I can see that, well, yeah. get, That's right, sitting behind us are, are three jumpers <laughs> from last year's series, of course. How did you end up at the West Tigers?
2: I think it sort of got to midway through uh, 2018 and my manager was talking to a few clubs and then he said the Tigers were interested and I. And I, a couple of weeks later I flew down, Jake as well, Jake Simkin. We sort of met with Madge and at the time there was a different rec- recruitment officer and we sat down and had a good chat and Madge just put Jake and I in a room and just said he's all about winning and hard work and I
1: sort of bought into that straight away and yeah, I'm here now.
0: Well, we love having you here. Now Luke, tell us the Luke Garner story.
1: Yeah, my story is probably not too dissimilar to Reece's. It's my, I grew up on the Gold Coast, I guess not too far from Brisbane, and played for the Balambal Jets for my um, junior club. Yeah, like Reece, I yeah probably wasn't you know a gun junior either. And yeah, as of, yeah probably as of a couple of years ago, playing really well in the reserve grade team, and then um, yeah got um got cited by Ivan Cleary back in the day, and yeah it made that jump up to the first grade squad, and yeah been there ever since.
0: Okay, so that's how you got to the West Tigers through the former coach.
1: No, I got there through a reserve grade coach. Who he, he was a reserve grade coach for the the West Tigers team here, but he coached me in the twenties at um, Manly. So I knew him through that, and you know, just gave him a buzz one day and just see if there was any opportunity over here for me. And yeah.
0: Okay. Well, you both said that you weren't gun juniors. Okay, but at what age? At what stage? At what time did you realise? Well, hang on a minute. I can make a career out of this. I can be a professional athlete. And played rugby league professionally. At What age do you think that that, that actually became a realization for you?
1: Uh, for me, it's I've, probably that's all I've ever wanted to do. For as for when I thought I could make a career out of it, it was probably you know when I was about eighteen, when I when I made that 20th squad and um, flew down to Sydney, moved down to Sydney, and yeah, just started I guess playing really well. And then yeah, from there I just sort of put all my attention into into my game. And yeah, I guess yeah the the answer is yeah, as of probably eighteen years old, I reckon.
0: Okay, and you,
1: Reese. I think most footy players are probably the same in that they, I guess, always
2: want to play NRL at the highest level, play rugby league at the highest level, and I was the same. Like, I think I can remember when I was 12 um, and I didn't make a rep side, and I sort of flicked a switch and began working really hard. And then it didn't come off for me straight away, but I just kept at it, and I ended up, yeah, I am where I am now. I guess because I worked hard when I was younger.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, I know Luke, you play predominantly back row. Reese? Santa Wing. Okay. Yeah. All right. So growing up, right, I mean you're obviously big rugby league fans, watched a lot of it. Who did, who did you follow, Luke, growing up?
1: Oh, I followed the uh the Broncos. Okay. Um, yeah, the, my favourite players in that team were, you know, Gordon Tallers, Petro Seven and Savra. Okay, forwards. Yeah, the so, forwards, yeah. So
0: so you aspire or do you look to for inspiration those players who play the position that you play? Is that what you do? You look at them and you say, Okay, do I model myself on them or do I pick up on what they're doing? You try and pick up something from, from the players that you actually admire?
1: When I was younger back then probably probably not so much I think I just liked them just yeah maybe the way they play but now more so yeah probably look look towards the, uh, the the better back rowers now and you know pick up what they're good at and try and enforce that in my game
0: what about you Reece which team did you follow growing up
1: Broncos um I think living in Brisbane
2: most kids did yep but I I didn't really like support a certain like position I just I think everyone has their favorites like JT Darren Lockyer in his day uh, those types of players and stuff, and I, yeah, I didn't really. Back then, you don't look at positions mm-hmm. and try and model your game as, as like you do now.
0: Okay. At what age do you get settled into the position that you're playing? I mean, I know that some players over the years have transitioned from one position to another. A lot of backs, for example, have ended up in the back row. But at what age do you settle on a position? You think, okay, well, I'm a forward, uh, or I'm a back, or I'm or whatever the case might be.
1: Uh, for me it was probably yeah only you know a couple of years ago to be honest I, I played in the reserve grade team I played a bit of center in the w- center and wing so you know probably as of maybe three years ago maybe when I was 22 was when I um, sort of settled on that back right position
0: all right and you Ruth
1: I probably still haven't
2: settled in a position growing up I played in the halves and full back and then I guess I had put on a bit of a growth and got bigger and stronger and moved into the outside backs and um, yeah I'm just I think we're both Footy players were just happy to play wherever it well, I am, anyway.
0: Because yeah, I think once upon a time you could look at a player and look at the, their physicality, the size of them, the build, and determine where they were going to play. I don't think that applies anymore. You look at some of these outside backs of these wingers, the size of them, you think, oh, well, they're a back row or whatever, but that doesn't apply anymore. So I suppose you're looking at things like physicality, mobility, speed, for example, pace, whatnot. That's the sort of thing you look at, and then, then the coaching staff work out where you're best suited.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah. You have those sort of those specialist players that only specialise in that one position. But yeah, you do see now that there's a number of players in the comp that can play multiple
0: positions. Well, if you're more defensively inclined, does that mean you end up in the in the forwards? Or is that, is that an old myth that's gone now?
2: I don't think necessarily. Like you look at some of the best centers in the game, they're some of the best defenders as well. So I don't think that no.
0: that's necessarily the case. True. And speaking of pace, I had cause to speak with Justin Pascoe, our CEO, yesterday. Who told me that at the age of 17 he he ran 100 metres in under 11 seconds? Do you think there's any possibility that could be true? Why isn't he playing? <laughs> no, no, he, no, no, he told me. Nah, it was politics
1: he, that didn't make him. No, play,
0: no, he, he, <laughs> he told me he was an elite athlete apparently and was wanted in the AFL or something. But you do you think? I mean, do you think there's any possibility in this reality that we live that Justin Pascoe could have run under a under 11 seconds for a hundred metres? He's
1: pretty tall and he's pretty lanky. You see those those runners like that. So maybe yeah, I don't, I just I don't, don't want to it. say anything no. I'm on contract yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I, I just don't see it alright making your NRL debut right it's got to be a really momentous occasion for any rugby league player for you guys I mean, it, it wasn't that long ago of course what do you remember about that day Luke?
1: Oh, a lot of uh, nervous energy I think um, I start, I remember when the game started I was sitting on the bench for about oh, I think it was like 65 minutes and then like. Uh, rowdy, Chris Lawrence, he might have got injured and then I, Ivan put me on and I just remember I only played, yeah, 10 or 15 minutes in that game and I was wrecked after, like it's just the mental energy that I burnt that day, just, you know, just thinking about it, replaying the, well I guess, thinking about the game just like going forward, yeah, just just cooked to me for the day and I just, yeah
0: well, everyone, everyone references NRL, of course, as being his next level, right, compared to, say, the Canterbury Cup. And is that was that your experience as well? It was just something completely different?
1: Yeah, the the physicality from um, Canterbury Cup to, to NRL was quite similar. But then, yeah, it's just the speed of the game that just takes it to another level.
0: All right. Well, Reese you debuted only this year, 2020, against yeah. the Rabbitohs. Your memories of that game?
2: I can remember before the game, I was really excited. It was just after the COVID period and because my family is still in Brisbane and i only found out a day before the game at captain's run that I was playing so I called them and they obviously made their way down so I was really excited to see them and it wasn't just my goal to play around, no, it was my fan, like fam- so many people put a lot of effort into me playing and. Um, I just wanted to do all of those people proud.
0: Making you develop, of course, I mean, no matter what the result or what the experience is, it is it is something that will remain in you for the rest of your life. You will always remember that time, of course, and it's got to be, you know, a, a cherished moment. And the fact that you've done that with the West Tigers is something that we're very you know, proud of as well that you know that you will forever be remembered as having made your NRL debut, no matter whatever happens in the future, that's something that will never be taken away. And so from our perspective it's something that we're incredibly proud of. Luke, you really had a a solid year this year. I mean seven line breaks the most by any forward at the West Tigers. And you really seem to have carved out for yourself a, a particular niche in terms of finding holes off good balls. Is that more to do with you finding the hole, or is that more to do with the good ball that comes your way? I like
1: to think it's me finding the (laughs) hole. I practice that pretty hard. Nah, but it is pretty handy playing outside them too. It's just them making the right decision, I think, whether hitting me short or you know hitting the fullback at the back. So um, I just got to do my job, run into that hole as hard and as fast as I can, and um, yeah, if they hit me, I go through, and that's always nice.
0: But I think that's something that really identifies with like great back rowers, isn't it? I mean, look at Chris Lawrence, for example. Picking the hole, identifying the hole and running that particular line, whether it's in or out, whatever the case might be. But again, it depends on the quality of the ball that comes to you. But you've got to see that you've got to be in the right position to get that ball. So it's a it's a it's a really, it's a real credit to you. Now you boys have come through a difficult year so far as COVID's concerned. Of course, we all sat on the outside of the bubble looking in, and that was difficult enough. But we can only imagine what it was like for you. Reese, tell us about the bubble. Tell us how it impacted upon you. For example, wh- who do you live with? You live with on your own, or with other with other players, or with family?
2: I live with Jake and Jock. So our families are uh, they're not in Sydney. So like we didn't have the uh, luxury of being able to see them. We we sort of got through it all right. Um, I've got to credit Hodjo. I know he's not with us anymore, but he for the Lions boys, as we call it, the boys who went playing week in week out. He really brought the group together and helped us all get through it. So mm-hmm. if what the year wasn't for nothing, like I think a lot of people can look and say those boys didn't play footy. So. Uh, That year didn't mean anything, but I can say for myself, I learnt loads and it'll probably go on to help me um, in the years to come.
0: What about you, Luke? I mean, how did you find the bubble experience?
1: Yeah, it was uh, extremely tough. You know, it it got to a point where we couldn't even, you know, go to a cafe to get a takeaway coffee or anything. And that was, even that, like, you, you sort of, you don't quite appreciate how how good that is, how good you have it when you're not inside the bubble. So yeah, it wasn't easy. Like, like Reese, my family lives in Queensland as well, so I didn't get to see them for months and months. So yeah, I'm just fingers crossed that we don't have to go back into the bubble once season comes around.
0: Well, I think uh, all the signs are that next year, things will be back to normal. There's no bubble as yet. Hopefully that'll remain the case. They've already announced that there's no restriction on crowd sizing for the game so I would think it'd be oh, very no, very hard to get a bubble that through that's right very hard to get a bubble through I mean they, there were 40,000 people at the grand final 40,000 people at State of Origin in Sydney so very hard now to go back I think to yeah. Yeah. from where we are now and fingers yeah. crossed things that's only upside. yeah things only just get better alright that's the past the future pre season started how is it? that's alright yeah it's actually not too bad
1: I think the the uh the performance staff and the coaching staff have really you know narrowed in on heaps of specifics and you know thinking about how we feel and how our bodies are trucking each session so you know i'm feeling fresh i don't know about Risa here but i feel really good going to each training session and you know i don't wake up to you know bugger the next day and you know i can i'm still feeling fit and strong and all that so you know i'm really enjoying this year and you know we've got a few new additions in our squad and they're looking really good too so you know let's let's hope we are we're pushing for that top four and you know see what happens October next
0: year oh, absolutely and you Reece, uh, your impressions of pre-season so far
1: yeah well I'm a little bit
2: different to Luke I'm in rehab at the moment I had surgery straight after the season I'm on my knee so I should be back to full training in early January and I'll sort of get five weeks in before the season starts to to I guess uh, build a fitness base and impress but yeah as as Luke said like I'm rocking up to training with a smile on my face and just looking to have fun with the boys. And I think we all get through it together. So you lean off each other.
0: Well, there are a couple of new recruits. We'll, we'll touch on that shortly, but there's also some new coaching staff. Of course, we've got Wayne Collins, who was joined as an assistant coach, known affectionately as Snoopy. I'm not much into the, the nickname sort of thing. I don't really, I'll just call him Wayne as such. You're impressed, did you know Wayne beforehand at all? Or your impressions of him, different to what was there previously, different good?
1: Oh, I knew I met Wayne midway through this year, so yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with Wayne. He's a great fella. You know, he's he's probably oh I don't know he, yeah, yeah he's probably the same or similar to you know what we had last year. He's just um, looking to build on that, I guess. And you know how we've been trucking our training now. He's um you know he's he's, t- he's taught us heaps already. So he's our defensive coach. So um, I guess he's looking to improve our defense from last year.
0: Okay. And Reese, we've had a, a couple of additions to the squad, of course. Uh, James Tarmout, I think James Roberts might have popped in to say hello to the boys. Yeah, he's been here a yeah. few times. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. Yeah. And Joe Offengowies yeah. with the group now. Yeah, had a chance to meet Joe and meet and speak to these boys.
2: Yeah, they're all legends. Jo- Joffre especially, he's been here for uh, just over a week now and he's really leading the way. I haven't been out in the field, but in the gym he's... He's a beast. He's so strong. So I think for younger boys, um, we're just jumping on the back of him and and learning from him and working hard. So yeah, he's awesome. And then yeah, James Roberts, um, he's obviously a freak. So I'll look forward to getting out in the field
1: and learning off him.
0: And uh, we've got a couple of young troll and train boys as well. I'm told there are some real exciting prospects there as well, moving forwards. Yeah,
1: I don't I don't really know too many of them. Well, like I've met them yeah. and I haven't never never seen him play. That's the thing. But um. They, yeah, some of them are looking really good. You know, some of them are you know seventeen, eighteen, really yeah. young, and they're training really well. So, yeah.
0: well, a, we'll yeah. deliberately not mention their names in case any other clubs are listening. They, yeah. can, they, can, just, they can just say as <laughs> word. We don't give away too much. We speak about these boys that you know the, the new fellas joining because we are very, very excited about the squad that we already have, including boys like you two, because it's such a young, talented roster. It really is, and as part of the challenge of you know the West Tigers now is adding to that already talented roster and picking the right people that will enhance the roster that you've already got. Because everyone at the West Tigers is wanted by the West Tigers. And then you want these people then to perform at their best. And I think if we do, we're going to be very competitive. So for 2021, and, and, and there's no mystery to it, we, we've avoided semifinals now for far too long. And I'm sure the boys are aware of that. And, and boys want to taste semi-final success. They want to taste top four and taste you know, grand final experiences and the like. Is that a driving factor? I mean, the boys aware? are aware the boys talk about that. I mean, do they like what I'm saying is um, is, it a, is it a group mentality or is it everyone just does the best that they possibly can which means that the group will do the best it can or do players chat about these sorts of things?
1: It hasn't been really tossed up too much around the um around the playing group, but it definitely has been mentioned by the coaching staff. And I think it's a bit of a, you know, elephant in the room that we haven't made finals in however many years. So yeah, we're just working hard as a group and and individually as well. You know, like Reese's is um, in the rehab squad and he's he's in there day in, day out working his ass. I don't know if I can say that. Oh no, you can. You're a Brisbane lawyer. Uh he's working his (laughs) arse off. We're we're,
0: we're in Liverpool. Don't worry. (laughs) It's (laughs) all (laughs)
1: good. Yeah, he's working his arse off to um to get back in our squad and um add to that. So you know we're all working hard and and that's the goal. That's the goal for 24. And do you find
0: that as well, Rhys? I mean, that if everyone does their best, that that, then as a group you will perform at your best as well. And it really has got to be a team effort, doesn't it? I mean, you can't have people wandering off and doing their own things. Everyone's got to be focused. Everyone's got to be on the same page.
2: Yeah, that's right. Um, that's sort of I've noticed the coaches of brought in this year, just staying together and learning off each other and working hard together. It's all about being together and, and working hard together. So yeah, I'm just looking forward to, for the season to start and
0: yeah. Okay, look, from our perspective, whether it be the major sponsor or the chair and speaking with Justin and Adam Hartigan and, and Michael and whatnot, I'm told there's a really good feeling in the group at the moment. You know, the pre-season, whatever. I spoke to David Nofaluma the other day, and he just says, look, it really feels different at the moment. There really is a great spirit in the group in the in the pre-season. Are you finding that as well? Yeah,
1: I agree with Nofal. There's a lot of new faces, so it brings like, a, a lot of new energy. So, yeah, I guess they, they don't have that sort of, I guess, scarring from not making the finals the past couple of years with this squad. So, yeah, they're going to come in and make a difference for sure.
0: A number of rule changes last year. There may be even more again this year. Um, it's very hard to keep up, of course. The six again changed the game,
1: for sure. It makes the game a lot quicker, a lot. You have to be a lot more fit to, you know, to keep playing because there's not as many stoppages. Yeah, it's like you said, it's a bit hard to keep up with all these new rule changes, and it takes a little bit to get used to. But yeah, at the start, I didn't like that six again rule, but um, you know, we got sort of a bit of a smaller, better team, so you know, we try to use that to our advantage.
0: You're down there at Central Park now, of course, Reese, and the yeah. new facilities or the temporary facilities, of course. You know that they've just started construction now on the, the new Centre of Excellence, a $75 million development there at Concord. I'm
1: very proud of that, aren't very, I?
0: Am. Very, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well I, don't, I can't take all the credit, in fact, probably very <laughs> little. <laughs> uh, no, um, Justin and the team have done an exceptional job in securing the financial accommodation for that, but it'll be a benchmark for centres of excellence on the Eastern Seaboard. There's no doubt about that, so it's something we're very, very excited about. But is that something that the players really are aware of as well, that you know that this time in 12 months, for example, it will be almost complete, then hopefully by the beginning of 2022, you boys will be training out of a, uh, an incredible facility like that?
2: Yeah, well, it's, it's straight across from where we're training, where our facility is, so we see it every day. So yeah, I think we're all looking forward to for it to get built first, and then to obviously move over there and, and
0: rip in. Okay. All right, now if I had to ask you the final question, what, what is special, what is unique about the West Tigers I mean you know you, you know other clubs you, you know you've got mates that play for other other teams for example why the West Tigers what, what is it about the West Tigers Do you think that makes it special? Mm,
1: I think it's sort of got a we've got a good community vibe there you know everyone sort of knows everyone and yeah it's just it's just one big sort of family you know I haven't spent um, too much time at any other club and but I can say that's definitely something that stands out at the Tigers.
0: And, and for you Reese.
1: Yeah, um, Garn's touched on it, family. For
2: me, I am i don't have any family down here and I know I can go to any of the playing squad or the coaching staff or anyone at the club and they can offer support to me. So yeah, it's a great organisation to be a part of.
0: Listen boys, this has been an incredible pleasure for me to get you know you both a little bit better. Um, hopefully it wasn't uh, too painful for you.
1: Not too painful. No. Just a little bit. I okay. okay. That's no, that, that, <laughs> that good.
0: That's all good. Uh, and thank you to all our listeners for tuning in again to another episode of Law Pod. And please uh, ensure you uh, follow us each and every week. And if there's any particular subject matter that you would like us to address, you can contact us at lawpod at brydens.com.au and follow us on all our social media platforms, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Reese Hoffman's TikTok account.
2: <laughs> Jake and Jock. You've got one? I wasn't a part of that. You've got one? Nah. <laughs> have you seen the video?
0: No, I haven't. Oh, I thought you'll you bring. bring it. You yeah, to no, I will not seen. Okay, you. send it to me, whatever. So but like I can tell you, I am somewhat addicted to TikTok. It really is. <laughs> I think everyone is. Yeah, I don't have an account as such. I just I'm a, an observer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For you, page. <laughs> it really it really is bizarre some of the stuff that's on there. Thank you, boys, for joining us, and thank you all for listening yet again to Law Pod brought to you by Bryden's Lawyers.